Welcome to Was It Good? I'm Ravi, as always, joined by Christian Arjuna. Mr. Michael sits in our producer's chair. Tons of fucking spoilers ahead. We are talking What If, Episode 2. We are talking Ted Lasso, Season 2, Episode 5. And Arjuna is going to end it with a beautiful 60-second pitch to try and convince Christian and I to go and see M. Night Shyamalan, or Ding Long's newest movie, Old. Wow. With a twist at the end. I have to say, intro is much better when it's not being read. It really is yeah. because uh, I have this problem. I'm looking at the camera, mm. and then I'm not looking at the camera, and then I'm twitching. <laughs> so you still twitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hangover. That's the caffeine boost. That's the caffeine boost. Oh, it also man. just feels nice holding a mug. Yeah. yeah you show the people what the mug is. It's a uh, it's, uh, Ted Lasso mug. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, my yeah. mug because I don't like Ted Lasso. Wow. Uh, but it's a nice mug. You we know, should, we should probably get was it good mug. We should get one. I, I, I have the I have a Christian wants a was it good chain. I wanted to say wig. That's his birthday present this a year. Big, but I wanted to be big and obnoxious. I'm not gonna like wear it. Like do you remember? Studded. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it when we went to Six Flags and I demanded our parents get me that dragon necklace? <laughs> remember Is that, that where you got that? It was Six Flags. I thought it was Walmart. No, it was it was, <laughs> it was Six Flags, which is basically the Walmart of amusement park. No, that's Canopy Lake. Park. No, yeah, no, that, no, you, no, that's a that's all like smart and fine. No, no, uh, Canopy Lake Park is the CVS in the bad part of the neighborhood of theme parks. Wow, that's really specific. I know. Weird. I know. Anyway, we're not talking that. Like I said, tons we're of not talking ahead. about Canopy Lake. We're not park? talking about our apparently childhood. they're not open Mondays and Tuesdays because they're understaffed. Wow, it's a real problem. Fun fact. But anyway, Shocking. things that are fun. What if Marvel's newest Disney Plus show? What if where Jeffrey Wright narrates and then doesn't say anything else, and they've wasted what him if? as a voice actor? <laughs> he's a couple. Like, as, he's he's a couple things. But he narrates far. and he the explains spot. to us uh, scenarios in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where things have changed. This newest episode um, is where T'Challa is actually picked up by the Ravit the not Ravengers the Ravengers. Oh, the Ravengers! Wow, I got that right. Good for me. You're welcome. Uh, he's picked up by them and takes on the role of Star-Lord mm. and changes a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, he's a much better Star-Lord than uh, Peter Quill. Well, apparently. Apparently, apparently though, Arjuna yeah. was saying, uh, this is also, um, you know, unfortunately, this is Chadwick Boseman's last portrayal of T'Challa, Black Panther, in the What If series. A uh, couple of fun facts. There is going to be two other episodes with T'Challa. Three. There's going to be three more episodes. Three more. Three more episodes oh, with, with Chadwick Boseman's performance. Two out of those three will have two different versions of T'Challa. So. Well, we already know, like, obviously, spoilers ahead. We know that there's going to be a zombie yep. episode. Yep. So I believe, I, I would assume, Black Panther is going to be in there. Sure. As, well, actually, uh, maybe not with everything that's happened. That maybe. Would, that would feel a little... Weird yeah, and insensitive. Know. And then there's also, yeah. we know from the trailer, there's also an episode where Killmonger saves Tony Stark. Yep. So I, I would assume maybe uh, Chadwick <gasps> shows up in that maybe episode. Maybe he's bad in that. And there's also the rumor that the last episode is like the Guardians of the Multiverse. So like every like a lot of these characters that have appeared in the first eight episodes will kind of team up in some way. The Multiverse, you say? Yeah, so there was a there was a leak recently online of like the episode rundowns. Mm. I think it was on like a Twitter post or a Facebook post, and the last one I think the description was Vision, Thanos, the Infinity Stones, and the Guardians of the Multiverse. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. Uh, 
Did anyone have a favorite part in this episode? Oh, it's got, so for me, it's got to be reformed Thanos. Thanos? Thanos. Thanos? Thanos being, you know, just this kind of uh, goofy um, good guy, you know? Like, or I don't know if he's a good guy, but, you know, he's, he's not trying to actively destroy the universe. So he still does have the idea that if you wipe out half the universe, uh, resources can be saved. That uh, makes him, that makes him though, like, I think he, he was never really bad. In well, I mean, he was bad. Yeah. In, in game. Like, he tried to, he tried to wipe out. But remember, though, and he says it in the episode, he, it's, you know, it's, it's indiscriminative. Is that the word? That yeah. Bad. No, that's not right. How do you say in, it? Indiscriminate. Indiscriminate. It's indiscriminate in the sense that it's at random, right? Yeah. It's not like him right. actively doing okay, it. Okay, so, ba- it so right, most bad though. people. I'll, let me let you let me Our let you in on a little secret. Thank you. Don't think they're bad people. Yeah. They think they're doing the right thing or doing good things yeah. for the greater good. So well, some of them, yeah, a lot of them. I mean, there are granted a few who are like, I just want to see the world burn, right? The, the Joker. Joker, but the Joker, and a lot of a lot of media, and then I would say especially in quote unquote real life, because we could be in a simulation. We never know. But in real life, a lot of uh, a lot of people we view in history as bad don't necessarily view themselves as bad, and also it's all about perspective. So, yeah, I mean, Thanos in his own perspective is not a bad guy, and apparently some other people agree with him. I but don't think he's bad. <laughs> well, okay, Barney, I'm not Barney. I'm Ravi. <laughs> uh, I did I did like the meta commentary about like having the discussion, and it was kind of like I felt like a wink at the audience members poking at. Thanos and his whole ideology through um, Infinity War and Endgame, and how T'Challa was able to basically talk just about have a it. nice conversation with him yep. over maybe a nice lunch, <laughs> and kind of be like, "Hey, man, maybe that's not the best idea." And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> then that was it. Then they were cool. Then they were cool. And then and then they joined up, and he became a weenie. He became a he became a purple weenie. <laughs> he got beat up. This guy's supposed to be Mad Titan, and he gets beat up by well, his own order. Well, he doesn't. He have... got beat up by the own order that worked for him. <laughs> Wait, are you really mad about this? No, I'm not mad. I'm just saying. But remember, Marvel's always had a like power level power wise, level problem. Yeah, but power Wait, level though? wise, remember. He's at his peak in Endgame because he's got the gauntlet, right? No, 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 no. So here you go. In Endgame. When the 2014 Thanos comes, he kicks the shit out of people without any fucking stones. Yeah, but he's had training. What does that mean? He was <laughs> six years older and like had to use the yeah, stones and no. almost lost. So here's the thing about when you change uh, things in the so universe. Yeah, in this so version, funny. he clearly had less training sessions. Yeah. He wasn't doing as many push-ups. Yeah, okay. So obviously his power level no. is lower. It's what just if because what if, what if we couldn't agree on the power levels. Of certain heroes and villains, but it's it's MCU. what if like things change? So, like yeah, to Christian's sure. point, it makes sense that yeah, he's not as powerful, right? Yeah, and the so. collector obviously is the main. He got he got, he got he got real swole, right? <laughs> yes, right. He, what, do you, what do you think his What do you think his training regimen was? Pull like hundred push ups a day. <laughs> hundred push ups a day. What is this? One he's punch the collector, man? right? He's got a variety, so he collects things, right? So he's collected a shit ton of different steroids. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Found the ones that made sense he and made him buff. Yeah. Oh, he's a steroid cocktail. I mean, he also like remember when he's at the towards the end when he's fighting uh, T'Challa, he's got um, the case right of all, all these random things like Captain we see America shield. Shield. We see some dagger. We see hair is um, right. hair thing. Yeah. Whole bunch of it. we also see a, the dark elf. 
right? You see a dark elf in the container. But do we think that is the dark elf that got or tried to get the ether, the one um, played by Christopher Eccleston? Uh, I just felt that was more of a throwback to the first Guardians movie where they showed while we were in the cases, and they it was like a random dark yeah. elf that was in there. We it also saw Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Yep. Voiced by Seth Green, by the way. Yeah, who voiced him in the cameo in uh, Guardians. Speaking of voice actors, it seems like Marvel got a bunch of individuals to reprise their roles as characters. We obviously we see uh, Drax in this as a bartender who is yeah. thankful to T'Challa for saving his family, but... Wasn't voiced by uh, Dave Bartista. Yeah, and there was actually a Twitter exchange. I think we might have mentioned this when we did What If Episode 1. But people were like, Dave, why didn't you come back? And he's like, I wasn't even asked. And he was busy doing Dune, obviously. And the producers were like, they kind of gave a half answer. Like, we asked everybody, whether directly or indirectly. And then they like showed them Bautista's tweet. And they're like, look. And this, is, this was like the shocking admission to me. He's like, look, this is a lower-budgeted show. We only had a certain budget. We had to be targeted in our asks of who we could get and budget for. And we just knew that there were some that were realistic and some that weren't. So I guess they viewed Bautista as like an unrealistic person. I wonder if it, it comes down to like realistically he would have asked for more money than they could have given. Yeah, I think he would have asked for more, yeah. for more money. And Bautista has been pretty vocal about his dislike of the whole Marvel stuff recently. Ah. Specifically with like the way his character has gone down. He felt like... Him and uh, Infinity War and Endgame didn't make sense because he felt like Guardians 1 specifically built up this conflict between him and Thanos with his removal of his family, and then that wasn't touched on at all in the movies. And so I think he was pretty upset about that. He's pretty adamant that Guardians 3 is going to be it for him. He even, I think, revealed recently that if Gunn hadn't come back, he wasn't going to do Guardians 3. So Hmm. I think he's just there for James Gunn, and then he's like really just done with the whole thing. So basically, so basically, it sounds like it was one of those situations where the producers were like, you know, there's no point in opening up a can of worms. Pretty yeah. much, might as well just have the Twitter exchanges and be done with it. Yeah, because that's going to be easy. And yeah. maybe, and Smart. maybe, yeah, you know, like maybe, less of a headache. Yeah, for on sure. their part, Dave Bautista getting a little too big for his boots. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, he just decided <laughs> to do Army of the Dead instead of the Suicide Squad. Which is weird, right? Because <laughs> Oops. So, we, like, so we, what is he, like? Where's his rankings in directors? Is he like James Gunn no, over so Snyder or Snyder re- over Gunn? His reasoning is this, and now after seeing the Suicide Squad, it makes sense. He was obviously offered the lead in Army of the Dead right. and more money, and he'd never worked with Snyder, and he wanted to work with Snyder. For the Suicide Squad, he was probably on Team A. He's yeah. going to be one of the cameos at the beginning because he said it was a much smaller role. Yep. Yeah. He would have died. He's worked with Gunn before. So, and there was less money, obviously, because of that. So yeah, I mean, hey, man's got to eat and buy expensive things. So man's got to eat, <laughs> yeah, and he likes doing shitty movies. Clearly, yeah. he's done a lot of them. Let's move on to this. <laughs> we're good we're ones. talking what if episode two, uh, Wakanda. <laughs> so I have a question actually about Wakanda. So yes. obviously, T'Challa is abducted by a bunch of creepy older male characters. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho, uh, goes off, sees the universe. Uh, T'Challa's father obviously sends a couple of, you know, the strips out to, to space. I didn't know. Are those... Is it established in the regular MCU that those ships can go into space? No. Or do we think it's more the collector just happened to find one of these spaceships? Oh. Uh, I, I don't think... Here's, here's my guess, right? 
I think that the Wakandans figured out he was not on Earth. And that may have propelled their technology to evolve in a different way where they're like, we have to go beyond Earth. We need to go Save to the space prince, right? yeah, yeah. to get to the prince, right? And like then that. probably the collector found one of those ships, I guess killed the people inside because it's just the like their clothing yeah. and like mannequins, which is kind of dark. <laughs> See, I took it as they were wearing space helmets and underneath were their skeletons. Oh, I thought it was just a mannequin. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was like a helmet or something oh, okay. that they were wearing over. But that would be my guess. So I, I think I think what's interesting about what if it's like, you know, it's taking elements that we're familiar with and it's tweaking them slightly. And maybe it also informs what could come, right? So like now that Tony Stark is no longer in like MCU Prime, right? The Wakandans and we saw this in Falcon Winter Soldier are, are big like tech people within the MCU. And so I guess as space becomes more of, more a part of the MCU, mm. that's your explanation of maybe more of your Earthbound characters going to space because, oh, we see that the Wakandans are capable of space travel yeah. and potentially will do that well, in like, we, MCU. Well, we know prime. in the regular MCU that, you know, Fury's in space with a couple of, um, yeah, Skrulls, right? Yeah. So maybe, because S.H.I.E.L.D. obviously at some point in the comics evolves into, or spins off into S.W.O.R.D., right. which is the space kind of like S.H.I.E.L.D. agency. Right. So hopefully there's more space to come because space is cool, man. Is it, though? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's cool. It's pretty empty if you think about it. Yeah, most most of it is empty. 99 point something percent. Yeah, space lot. is just nothing. 99.69%. No, it's more. <laughs> Uh, so, obviously, the episode kind of ends with a nice little cameo of the original Star-Lord from the MCU, um, mm. Peter, Peter Quill. In a, what, a diner? In a diner, Sweeping. listening to his music. Yeah. And, obviously, Ego pops up. Now, did anyone check? Was that mm. voiced by Chris Pratt? I don't know, honestly. I, I'm going to assume no, but I didn't check. It was Kurt Russell. Yeah, it was definitely Kurt Ego. Russell, yeah. Oh, shit. Which makes me wonder, are we going to see more Ego at some point? Because what I'm picking, yeah. picking up on is these in the voice actors that they actually do have, I believe we're going to hear a lot of, like, the main ones, like the Peggy Carters, like Ego, even like Kurt Russell being who he is. Like, I'm wondering if it's more than just a quick, like, two lines i'm wondering if there's going to be more ego because also like the thing with ego that's interesting and this kind of relates to the trailer that just came out for eternals is ego is a celestial right right this there is a we we also with the the ravengers they go to the collector who's his entire setup is on a dead celestial's skeleton um eternals show us a bunch of celestials celestials are going to become like a very hot button uh, term. I'm wondering if, if one of these what if episodes we're going to be introduced to more information or backstory about Eternals, which comes mm. out in November. And coincidentally, I believe what if we'll wrap up, if I'm doing math correctly, in early October, like mid October, mid October. Yeah, so kind of just before. before Eternals. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to get more ego, which is cool because ego is hilarious. And his brothers and sisters, like we go. <laughs> There's no, no. and me go. I, I actually, so I have a quick question, right? So, no. if we are projecting forward, then we're having uh, characters that we've seen already, and then future ones that coming back. Do we think that the What If series is going to have some kind of whether it's subtle or direct overarching conflict or storyline that sort of 
maybe not ties every single episode together, but let's say like Ego, that like little, the ending of uh, episode two there where Ego finds Peter Quill, that's obviously going to do something, right? He's going to well, take him Jeffrey back Wright, to Jeffrey Wright, as the Watcher says, oh, that's the story, story for, for another, another time. time. And we do know there is a season two of What If yeah. coming out at some point. And, yeah. Right. And the, so I, guess, I guess, yeah, I guess the question I have then is like in terms of the universe, yeah. Yeah. what are the implications of this? How... Well, well, that's well, the whole what point of the see? show is the, it will explain it to us the at some producers point. Have, well, predictions. The producers are. have also said that there are characters they want to revisit in future seasons. So they've said, like, Peggy Carter, for example, Captain Carter, is going to be a character that shows up every season of the show. Like, that will be that will always be an episode, hmm. right? And they've a lot of the creators behind the show have also talked about how the show is essentially a testing ground. Yeah. yeah. For so Bob elements. Chapek should have been like, this was the experiment, yeah, right? For, it's essentially an experiment for like what elements, yeah. like what the, what if these remixes are popular and then how do we port those into like the movies and the live action shows and stuff. So um, apparently Chadwick had talked about, like really loved doing this character and actually had talked to Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige about incorporating some of those elements of Star-Lord T'Challa into Black Panther 2, right? Because right. if you think about it, Wow. The 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 sense of discovery and you know exploring out are still in T'Challa. He just wasn't able to necessarily find those um, within our MCU prime, Express right? Because them. he's yeah. got to be a king, right? And right. That obviously exactly. takes up a lot of yeah, responsibility. Exactly. I think exactly. I wouldn't know. Oh, interesting. I've never been a king, and you never will be. <gasps> wow. You're Presumptuous. Get out. He's king of Cut the castle. Cut his microphone, Mister Michael. Cut his mic. Oh, he can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely cool. Uh, are you guys still enjoying the what-ifs? Do you still feel like it's a Saturday morning cartoon, but on Wednesday and your entire week is kind of fucked up because of it? Yeah, th- a little bit. Yeah, same. I think that's the, that's like we kind of discussed last week, that's the best way to watch it. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's these one-ifs. What, these one-offs. <laughs> one-offs. one-offs. Um, yeah, you just throw it on, you know, it's, it's relatively entertaining within the 20 to 30 minutes that they're on for. Um, but yeah, there really isn't that, at least so far, there isn't too much more to like really think about or theorize about, you know? Yeah. So I think think similar to WandaVision, like the creatives honestly fucked it up by, with the, with the, the interviews that they did and trying to hype it and make it out to be something that it's not instead of just kind of letting people, uh, just enjoy it for what it is. And just trying to make the headlines of like, Oh, this is what, what if is about and X, Y, and Z. And, um, it's hard to, you know, they know what they're doing and they know that those, those keywords that are relevant on social and kind of inform like, Oh, now I'm going to check it out because I want this. And I feel like they've kind of sold a false bag of goods. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you can remove that, it's enjoyable. And I really like this episode. So. Yeah, out of the two that we've gotten so far, I think this is probably... I like this one more than the Peggy Much Carter one. Much more. Because, yeah. again, with the Peggy Carter one, it, it feels like it's too close to Captain America, the, the first Avenger movie. Yeah. Um, as opposed to this, where it can really be kind of like, yeah, let's get kind of zany and weird. And, like, yeah, Thanos... Like, having Thanos in there, I think, is great because uh, it makes it kind of weird. Um, totally. Uh, and, and, and it, it, it just really shows does, like how much really, was different. Yeah, exactly. You know? It really does that whole like what if type setup, yeah. which I think yeah. is great. So. Real quick, do you guys think Nebula and T'Challa? Yes, many Abs- times, a hundred percent. Which is a great. It's a great. They did the cha cha. They did the cha cha. Oh no. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> wow. Well, Krishna. Oh. Was, what if? <laughs> so was weird. What if, was what if episode two? 
Thanos Returns. Good. Yes, it was good. Uh, I Just to piggyback off of you guys, it was better than the first episode. Uh, I like seeing... Uh, I like that, they, like you said, they dive more into the what-if idea where um, they really show how different the world is once you change some things. So, yeah. I, liked, I enjoyed it. Do you, like, connect with Thanos because he is also a, a fellow member of the Bald, Bald Brotherhood? Brotherhood. Uh, I do. Uh, uh, you know, I feel his pain where he isn't able to carry out his um, lifelong dreams. Um, and in this world, probably because he is bald. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. Arjuna, was episode two of What If good? It was good. And this is, uh, this is exactly what I wanted from this type of show in terms of, uh, you know, taking, taking one small element and really spinning it off and really thinking about the deep impacts of it. Episode one felt more like just... A, r- a slight retelling of First Avenger, and this felt like something completely different, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, there are elements of Guardians in there and, and Black Panther, but it did really feel like the like the music. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, it really felt like this one felt like they really thought through of like what would happen, like you know, even the little touches of like Wakanda's like technology being yeah. further advanced, yeah. um, some of the relationships of like you know, T'Challa being able to bring peace to the universe, right? Making the Ravagers into this Robin Robin Hood-esque good guys, you know, making sure Thanos isn't evil. Um, I thought were all really nice touches. Uh, Ravi, was What If Episode 2 Cha-Cha good? It was good. It was an episode that made me believe... No, excuse me. It, um... It gave me the ammo needed to prove to you all that Thanos is really a good guy. They could bring this Thanos into the MCU Prime, so you have a good guy, Thanos. That would be amazing and kind of hilarious because everyone would try to automatically, if he showed up, they would immediately try and kill him. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, like, fast, you know, the Fast and Furious, right? They've redeemed redeemed at least at least a hundred of their villains. Oh yeah, and they're part of the family. They're part of the family now. Like I try to kill you, but it's okay. Another beloved franchise for this group: uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. They've redeemed Piccolo, 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 Vegeta, Tien. Yep. Um, (laughs) All these people were at one point enemies of Goku. Was Majin Buu? Majin Majin Buu. Two versions of Majin Buu. Majin Buu came back as a kid or reincarnated. I don't mean to ruin Dragon Ball Super. Oh God. I, I won't say it. Never. Mind. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. It's, it's, better if you it's, it's Freezer, right? Yeah. Freezer's good though because it's not a perfect uh, redemption, and so he's still this like shady ass guy. So but you're saying we need to redeem Cell, and then we're good. Yeah, exactly. Cell's the only one they haven't even Cell's tried. Cell's still the creepiest thing on yeah. the planet. Like I, that, yeah. nothing gives so me good. more nightmare. Actually, no, the aliens from M Night Shyamalan's Signs. Those things are creepy too. They are creepy. Well, we should watch Signs. Yeah, let's just dark. stop the Pongo West Sides. <laughs> wow. We'll be right back. Uh, speaking of things that aren't good, let's oh, move man. into Ted Lasso Season 2. Ooh. A season that has had a very bizarre and weird uh, start that uh, has not figured out timing well in terms of uh, Episode 4 being a very kind of Christmas-centric episode. And now Episode 5 uh, of Season 2 being a very kind of Rom-com slash Valentine's Day weekend episode is what I felt. Yes. Uh, like, it felt like it should have dropped. That's exactly what it was. should have dropped in, like, end of January, February, where you've got all the Chris or the uh, love rom-com movies coming out. Which Something kind you would of take makes, on a date. Which makes sense, right? Like, let's say if the episode um, yeah. four was the Christmas, Christmas one. one. Yep. You're absolutely right. Because it seems to be we're jumping ahead a, a month. Almost, it feels like within the world, we're going, like, 
a month, a month ahead, ahead yeah. from each one. Just why maybe it feels maybe that's part of the reason so it feels does, so disjointed. Does that mean then? Yes. You know, kind of reckless speculating here. Does April's that mean then we're going to see two seasons, two football yeah, seasons? Almost, because if we're moving so quickly, it does. Because I also oh, wow. I also discovered something uh, when I was researching for Ted Lasso. This episode is not. Ten episodes. The season is not ten. I was episodes. gonna say an episode is not this ten episodes. This season is not ten episodes like season one. It is twelve episodes. Woo! So there's an additional two episodes, uh, which means yeah, there's more time. There's definitely more time. Oh, we're here. moving so we're quickly. moving very quickly. In we've the, in the we've season, talked yeah. about you know we're five episodes in and there's barely been any soccer. Um, we finally got some, which wasn't even soccer. real soccer. It was just a replay. Of them watching it, yeah, on the screen. That's, yeah true. that's true. Well, we got, <laughs> it's hilarious. But, but even, but even, but even though uh, when uh, Roy. Roy took Isaac to, you know, yeah. the the pickup, right, game, right, right, for you know, sure. that was that was great. Time, you it know, that was, real I was fine. It, what, what do you it mean? It was real. It was real. It, it got was Isaac it? back his confidence, and then we didn't even get to see him play. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Like we we build up Isaac. So Isaac obviously is the new team captain. He's having issues kind of figuring out being a team captain, and yeah. all he can do at the beginning well, of the yeah. episode just tell everyone to fuck off and scream. And then by the end, he's <laughs> he's got his confidence back. He's got his mojo back. And then we don't actually. Yeah, we do, we we see Roy can't walk on the field, and then we have creepy music play over Nate, and then that's the end of the episode. They have showed so little. Of them play, they've showed so little of them playing on the pitch, and even when they've been on the pitch, there's so oh. much green and blue screen of like and fans superimposed in the stadium. Like, I have to think that the COVID restrictions really limited how speaking they were supposed co- to shoot. Co- those yeah, scenes. speaking of COVID restrictions, we uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine has come back, yeah. and we were watching uh, it last night. And there's you can it's get. I was talking to Lauren about this and Christian. I was like, the show just feels kind of empty because of all the green screen that's being done. And there's like clear, a clear shot where you've got the, the crew, the crew of like Brooklyn nine, nine standing on one side. And it's very obvious. They're like green screened in everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the, these shows are, you're seeing it a lot it's more suffering. now. Yeah. Right. It's and it sucks, hard. but it's like, that's unfortunately because of everything that's happened. That's right. how they have to produce this content. And you kind of like, it stinks. But we kind of have to accept it. Like, yeah, we, it's it's that or nothing at this point, you know. And it's, it's nerf or nothing. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's so it's tough. It's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Would you rather have nothing, or would you? Are you okay with like? We're five episodes in. Right. Ted Lasso doesn't feel like Ted Lasso to me. Like, it is just becoming more of a. Am I going to find something to nitpick? Mm. As opposed to like enjoying the story or like caring about the characters, unfortunately. Our producer actually has a great uh, theory around this, and we'll get to that in a moment. But to answer your question, I would have been, I would have felt better with waiting, with yeah. with nothing right now, uh, waiting to get over the COVID hump, and then producing a show in person. You know, because it's clear that these shows are suffering because of because of right. that. Uh, I understand from the studio standpoint, they have to capitalize on the momentum that they built last year with the show. So there's no way they, in their minds, yeah. that they could wait, um, which is a shame. And also, not to make this like a labor issue, but I get also wanting to try and put on the show because I'm not talking about like Jason Sudeikis. You're talking about the the, lo- the lower crew members, the, the smaller time actors. The crew. The crew, man. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they need the they work, need, they they need need, the work yeah, right? Exactly, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people that have been suffering with that work. And I get, like, you want to help people out as well as by creating work. So it's like, 
it's it's a balance, right? Of like, what is the best thing you can make, and also trying to give people a livelihood too. Well, Mythic Quest did an episode that was brilliant and not suffering at all, and their season, this last season, was also great. So it can be done. Yeah, I don't know if it's an excuse. I think I think there are some shows that probably is easier to do than others. I think like for a show like that Ted Lasso, <laughs> where it needs soccer, it needs yeah. to be outside. You need a lot of people. You need, you need people, yeah. you need right? Tons like, of extras. You, ne- yeah. you need that atmosphere to get that. Yep. Like it is tough. And um, Mythic Quest is a thing. It's definitely different because it focuses on a core group of people. Right. But they also established in the first season that they are okay running like individual centric character-centric episodes, sure. as opposed to having to have the entire crew there to make it work. Ted Lasso, unfortunately, works because you have all these variety of right. characters and people. And yeah, all even that. think, like, we're five episodes in. There's been, like, two pub scenes, and yeah. the pub was such a central spot where all the characters came together. Like, if you think of, like, when the they had the um, the voodoo episode, yeah, right? The, where curse. the yep. curse, and they, they're all packed into there, into yep. the bar. <laughs> the dark game. The dark game. Like, they yeah. can't do any of that type of stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and, that, and that bar is, you're right, is absolutely key to showing what Richmond means to the community. And you've had an ad. And had the an community ad. was a character in the first <laughs> right. season. Yep. It's not a character at all in the second yeah. season. Right. So, yeah. that's it's a shame. Tough. It's a shame. Anyway, uh, Roy fucking Kent. Ah, and that leads us perfectly into... Uh, Learman sort of uh, idea and theory. Okay, let's hear it. The show isn't about Ted Lasso. Ah. The show is about Roy Kent. So if you look back from season one until now, and if you project down to the future, um, the show potentially is, you have Ted Lasso, but perhaps where the, the show is more closely tied to Roy Kent's arc of him beca- being a former star player, a player at the end of his career, retiring, becoming a coach, and maybe at the end of the show, taking over as head coach of Richmond from Ted Lasso, his mentor. Uh, his father so figure. His father um, figure. His daddy. And if you look at it through that lens, I think, I think uh, this first season, or the second season, I should say, makes more sense. Because Roy Kent has been sort of the only consistent Thing. piece of yeah. the show. It's been his journey. And everything else has sort of felt thrown together around him. He's so. also the only character who has has had easily like the for the first fifteen episodes just the best arc from one to fifteen so far, right? Yeah, he's also yeah he's grown as he's a character grown, as he's well. He's changed. Yeah. He, in some ways, he is like a protagonist. And he's and what what's so great about him is he's changed without changing who he is. You know, right. he's still Roy Kent. He's Roy Kent from episode one. He's still the same Roy Kent. It's 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 like his. He's still like a curmudgeonly old man, right? Right. Like, that's just who he is. But he's still different, and it, but it hasn't changed the whole character, you know? And that, that can be hard to do. Like, you get some characters, right? Uh, you look at season one, and you look at the last season, and they're completely different people, and it's like, doesn't always come across as a believable arc, believable character change. Roy Kent has so far been very believable in his change. So I mean, we also, I th- feel like we called it that Roy would become a coach yeah. for uh, Richmond. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, though, uh, we we were we were fucking right about um, Nate. Nate, like we, so great. we we nailed it, and it, I so think it, it was uh, <laughs> confirmed at the end with the creepy music change, where which you is s- part of the song, by the way. So the the uh, the rainbow song by the Rolling Stones, yep. which is a, a central part of the whole episode. I listened to the full song, and that the whole like music change yep. and like the orchestral stuff is all actually part of that song. The drop, yeah. So it was like. 
It worked very well for the episode, especially with that part. Um, so so Nate obviously gets uh, powered up by <laughs> uh, Keely and Rebecca to go and, you know, grow the balls to spit on a public restroom's the glass for some reason, and then impress his parents. You know, Nate uh, fucking Shelley. Nate fucking Shelley impresses parents with the table at a weird Greek restaurant. Yeah. Um, where do you think this is going? Because obviously we see him at the end of the episode. He kind of gives, you know, Roy Kent a look. He gives Ted kind of a look, and like then it, he looks obviously straight ahead or down yeah. or whatever. Abs- um, is where is do you think it's going to be exactly what we said where he's going to bounce and go to some other opposing team or do you think he's going to self sabotage i i get the impression that the nate is getting is is has been built up after roy kent he's probably been the most consistent character in terms of being slighted right. and not being totally happy in his new role so I think it's going to be the rest of the season is going to be him clashing with the other coaches. I think him going to another team is would be too much of a cop-out. I think in the typical Ted Lasso way, they'll resolve it by the end of the season. Um, but I, but I, it is it is it is seem to be like it's going to be a central conflict. Yeah, I keep going back to the music choice too of like the song is all very happy go like I listened to it a few times. The the song is very like happy go lucky, and then it has this kind of descent into chaos and madness. And I wonder if that's where the show is kind of going right now, in terms of just you have every, everything's happy and go lucky, and you go back to like one of the first scenes in the in the episode where they're watching the game tape, mm-hmm. and Ted Ted has this ridiculous speech about. <laughs> You know everything's fine if we're just we're just optimistic and we're happy with communism and, and we we're, we're, we're all figure rom communism rom right? rom communism. He's like, we're all f- we'll figure it all out like everything will end up happy and good right and like that is not a thing to tell your players and like it's all just gonna work out in the end and I think you know Ted is very much on this like trajectory of like I'm just gonna be happy and everything will work out and mm. it, it seems like with you know um, with uh, our our doctor uh, Rebecca. Uh, not Rebecca. Sorry, the um, Doc uh, Fieldstone, Doctor Fieldstone, Doc, oh. the Doc. You know, she's she's recognizing that like Ted needs some help here, right? Like he's he's going through some stuff, and he's like, "No, I'm good. I'm just gonna have my silly one one wordisms." And, oh man, you know, happy go lucky type of guy. Even though he's you know he's going through this divorce, he's moved across the country. <laughs> you know, he's he's you having mean, some real. F- you mean moved across the world? Right, right, right. Across the world, not the country. <laughs> moved across the world. Um, and so I, I just feel like that that's what this season is building up with some of these elements of like Ted making the decision to have Jamie Tart come on the, on the team, right? Butting heads of Sam having, um, uh, you know, having Roy join the staff and Nate not be so happy. Uh, it just feels like it's all kind of going to bubble up and things are going to fall apart. I think maybe that's how the season's going. Like, it's just going to fall apart. Everything's going to be, like, a big... Do you, do you usually have four coaches on a Premier League team? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, at least. Okay. Uh, honestly, I think Premier League teams have more more than four. They have... Because you've got... They've got, like... You've got your head coach, your assistant coach. You've got your, your physios. You've got your... You know, it's so specialized. You've got coaches involved at every level of uh, of, of what the team needs. So... This is actually a small coaching staff if you if you look at it compared to like real life mm. Premier League teams. Um, well, but here's the thing too: they're not in the Premier League, 
So right. is, this actually might be the correct number of coaches for a championship side. Right. But so I'm guessing they still actually need a few more for a championship side. But Gotcha. So this episode was obviously, you know, ripped off a lot of rom-com stuff. Sure. You know, from, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a couple of copy there, and paste. There's a couple of Twitter sorry, threads Jeff. that like, I have to go. That's basically every, every rom-com. Um, but there's a, there's a Twitter thread actually that compares a bunch of the scenes to the actual movies that they took, they were taken from. So at least 30, right? It's something, there's a ridiculous amount of different movies. Yeah. Um, but towards the end of the episode, or one of the common themes in, or one of the running, you know, uh, storylines throughout this episode was Rebecca on a dating app. Yeah. And it looks like it's revealed at the end that she is flirting uh, with Ted. <laughs> that's a, it's definitely implied. Yeah. Heavily implied. Yeah. And uh, it probably is. That is that's is what's happening. Um, this is why, you know, being anonymous maybe isn't the best thing in the world. Oh, well, actually, I mean, devil's advocate, that's why it works. If true, they knew true. who each other were, right, there would be no chance. Right. That being said, there's no way. Uh, when they've, it's finally revealed that they, um, you know, are talking to each other. Yeah. In the real world, it could never work. You can't have the owner dating a coach, right? It just doesn't work. That's why it's so interesting. You're right, because <laughs> it's, it's dating. she's essentially dating her employee. The only way they could date, uh, and Lerman was just mouthing it, is if Roy Kent takes over as, as a head coach of Richmond and Ted Lasso steps Whoa. down. It's the only way they could date. Dun, I, I dun, mean, dun. I feel like this season <laughs> is, is gearing up for, for Ted not to be the coach of this team at the end of the season. For multiple reasons, right? The team is still underperforming. Yep. The yes. team is still not responding to, you know, it, it's his shtick is getting old, right? And I think, like... It's less effective. And I wonder yeah. if they're, they're kind of playing into the sports, the sports the sports world, right? Like, sometimes you'll have a great first season with a the coach. They'll figure stuff out and you have momentum. But then sometimes you need a new voice and it gets old. Brad Stevens on the Celtics? I mean, there's, there's wow. multiple. There's, there's hundreds of examples that you, Bill can, use, you can use from. And Thousands. Also, he's going through. He's going through some shit. Like he's he's still struggling with this divorce and this separation from his family being so far away. Um, that it, it's all going to come to a head, and I think he's going to have like an epic meltdown. An epic meltdown, especially like you think back to season one. He had the panic attack. You know that was you know such a big part of his character. Like I think he's sadly <laughs> getting get something worse. Um, in this season, because it's just like all really piling up on him. Oh my god! And then maybe season three of Ted Lasso is like his way back to something. So he's gonna have a oh meltdown, man. and then Rebecca's gonna comfort him, and then they're going to sleep together, mm-hmm. and then fire him, and then wow, fire him. Yeah. or hide it, yeah, or hide yeah, it, I, yeah. I which is gonna cause his own issues. There's, yeah. there's, they're definitely building up like there's going, there's some type of blow up coming, and like one character who like still continues to be non-existent as of right now, is Jamie Tart, right? And mm. he returned to this team. There because a, of Ted. Right, he returned to this team because of Ted. There was a little bit of drama there with Sam and him. For a second. Last few episodes, he's really been invisible. There was even, like, uh, the the part where Keely's giving away the Nespresso's. Yeah. And she's talking, and you see Jamie come in, in the on background. the side. It's so weird. And you're weird. like, oh, he's going to come in to frame. And he's yep. going to nope, say something. Nothing. He just walks by. And you're like, what the fuck? This is like the third, like he was like the third main character. So it, it's because well, that was obviously green screen, yeah. I believe, yeah, as well. Yeah, so sure. it's like there was nothing to talk for him to talk. <laughs> to. Yeah, there, yeah, he wasn't. Even, he wasn't even there. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I I'm, but I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like that storyline is going to continue to come up. 
and that is going to come to a head, especially now Roy's back on staff. Yep. Him and Roy butt heads a lot. Yeah. Like maybe that's where it now starts to bubble up. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where it all goes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Before we uh, get into our 60-second pitch here that Arjuna's doing with old, let's, uh, let's ask that question. Christian, you should kick us off. I should, shouldn't I? Yes. Ask Rav- me first. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Ravi, was <laughs> this episode of Ted Lasso good? I take my microphone and I stare deeply into the camera and I say to you this. Yes, it was actually quite good. I actually Whoa. had a, generally a good time. You I'm like rom coms. You like rom coms. Yeah, you Who just got doesn't? caught. What psychopath doesn't like rom coms? Our dad. There's, oh, a, there's a few. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> They're hit or miss, right? There are some really yeah, bad no, ones. There are some bad ones, but in general, like I think the classics, they feel good. What, what, good. what are the classic man? Um, Jerry Maguire, uh, Hitch. Hitch. Yeah, yeah, Hitch is, Hitch is, Hitch is, good. Hitch is, Hitch is a good one. That's one. you're you're. Bridget Do- Jones Diaries. Oh, Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually. Um, oh, what's the uh, what's the one? Fast and the Furious. Where they're friends. Six? They're friends in New York, and it's the it's uh, what's his name? Oh, Friends. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sex in the City. No, um, my best friend's wedding. No, Sex in the City I, movie. I How I Met Your Mother. I'm completely blanking on all Three the names. Funerals and a wedding. It, Three I'm, I'm funerals. On, I'm literally blanking on all the names of the characters in the movie. Coupling. The. the I don't. I can't even. I can't. I'm completely blank. Thanos. No, there's like there's these two people in New York. Yeah. Uh, I think one is Billy Crystal. Oh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, when Harry Harry met Sally. Sally. Thank you. Um, That's a classic. Never seen it. Never seen it. Arjuna was Ted Lasso season two episode five, the return of the shawarma sandwich. Good. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was the it was um, (laughs) it was the best episode of the season. Uh. A lot, I feel like stuff actually finally happened in this episode. We and, got plot. And we, we, I feel like there's more of it's going to hopefully continue now. I know we've had a few false starts this season with, with uh, you know, arcs that we thought were going to happen with, like, the Dubai Air um, and a couple other things. But it really does feel like there are some threads to pull on here. And uh, I'm actually, for the first time in a few weeks, like, excited for the next week's episode and, and how that's going to go. So Nice. Krishna, was... It good. It was good. Ted Lasso was good. Uh, and honestly, main part reason is we saw some actual soccer action. I was like, oh, this <laughs> feels like action. This feels like what the show is about. Did bring you, back in the soccer. Did you grow? Bring back the soul of the show. Did you groan a little when you saw them on the main pitch and then they zoomed out and it was just a replay? You're like, God damn it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll take what I can get at this point. Um, maybe they're maybe it's baby steps if they're building up an epic soccer. Like episode where it's all soccer. Oh, I'd be so happy, and it's done well. (laughs) Their least viewed episode. (laughs) Oh man! Look, a show about a soccer team needs the soccer. Maybe like Apple's going hard on analytics right now, and they're like, "Oh, we found like people really dipped when we showed soccer in season one." So we're like, "Less soccer. Less (laughs) soccer is good." Oh man! Apple would be the company that would like lean heavily into analytics of like their show. They absolutely here's the detailed list of everything you you need. Apple wouldn't be the one. Steve Jobs is always about giving people what they didn't know they wanted. I Michael. thought he was dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, but his 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 uh, mantra, if you will, is still gone. very very it's important. Definitely gone. Yeah, hundred percent. When they had the iPad come 100%. out and there's a pencil, you know the the. The dude, if he was around, would be like, what the fuck? The dude like, was always about innovation. Yeah. And, uh, I don't Here's think they've pencil. innovated in a while. Uh, before we end this podcast, Arjuna has a 60-second pitch to give us for M. Night Shyamalan's newest weird movie called Old. Cold Old. Cold Old. Right, I'm setting the timer at one minute. Here we go. Three, two, 
one, go. In a world where M. Night Shyamalan had a rise and a fall and a rise and a fall again, he has come out with another movie. Will he rise again? Will he fall even further into the depths of mediocrity as the director of films? Find out by tuning in to the new epic tale, Old, based off of a book called Something Sandcastles, where things happen, and there is a mystery, <laughs> and of course, there is a twist, a twist unlike any other that you could not even see coming, even if you watched the movie. And now I will leave you all with a twist. The twist of this pitch is, do not watch this movie. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> Wait, what? You still have five seconds. Four. M. Night, it's time to retire. Oh. Whoa. Okay, he sold Just me. Just that sold me. Now I want to see it. That does make me want to see, see it. That makes me want to see it. What the I'm fuck? I'm like, it, Arjuna, you basically, you're, you're the highest point there was that this is the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I got to see what the nail is. Yeah, exactly. If old is the nail that Nicely finally done. buries him, you got to see it. You, you, at first, well, when you Tom. started the pitch off and you were like making it like a trailer, it's like, you're not doing a good job, but then that last like five, you, you got us. It. Nice, that, was, that was the twist. That's that good. was that the, was the the M Night Shyamalan twist. twist. That was good. End. That was like perfect use of reverse psychology. Big well time. done. He's yeah. like, you don't want to see it. No, I want to see it more. And that's very, like his very see. Nice. I actually thought I thought about unbearable. this one for a while. I like saw it last night. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a pitch on this. How am I gonna How am I gonna structure it and do it? And uh, yeah, well done. You know, Nicely sense. done. It's the best one we've had so far. Yeah. And with that, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Was a Good Podcast. We will be back in Wednesday. Wednesday with the new episode on What If Episode Three. Uh, as always, you can find us on the socials. We're on TikTok and Instagram at Was It Good Pod. We are on Twitter at Was It Good. We live stream these pods on Fridays or Saturdays on youtube.com slash was it good. Website is wasitgood.info. Newsletter coming soon. Woo! Goodbye.